Welcome to Running is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running, even though running is now all we have left. It's all we have in this post-apocalyptic world. There are only runners and walkers and people on rollerblades and people, you know, having a picnic in the park and just generally people going out exercising who haven't exercised in about 10 years. (laughs) I like the way, like, people that have never done any exercise all of a sudden think they have to go out every day and also like every day is boxing day because you just there's all these big families walking around together looking really awkward about it like you don't have to go out together guys yeah yeah yeah. you can go out and exercise on your own i've seen the most bizarre exercises people have been doing i I get it though because some people have been doing sort of body weight stuff outside and it's so weird to see so many people out doing stuff it's great and i get why they're doing it because they probably want the fresh air but it's, it's quite bizarre to walk around. I saw some guy doing like a live stream. He had he was just in the middle of the path and he had like his phone up um, on one of those gorilla pods and he was like doing, right, okay guys, now 10 squats just in the middle of the walkway. I was like, oh, this is, this is a bit bizarre. Just do a virtual PT session. <laughs> yeah, it was basically a virtual PT session. But I, I get it. I get, especially if you haven't got outdoor space, if you live in a flat or whatever, you may want to go out to the park. It's just a bit bizarre to see so many people out. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. As I said, it's really strange. Like they said, you're only allowed to go out once a day, or you know, exercise once a day. And people, and I don't know. It's just for some reason, it's weird that people are actually doing it. It's like people that would never go out usually for a walk are now going for a walk, and you can see them misty eyed. Like, oh my god, look, a park! This is amazing. And they're just walking (laughs) in the middle of the fucking path. Seven of them just all over the place. Have no idea what to do with runners or cyclists. Mm. Oh. And it's kind of like uh, counterproductive in some ways because everyone's flocking to like the parks and, and various various places and it's a bit even you know i'm not even talking about people driving i'm saying like people from their homes if you live in a city or whatever are going to these parks and you end up being really close to people anyway because yeah. there's so many people there, all in so. the same park yeah yeah so have you managed to get out and do a bit of running oh actually have you have you recovered from your maybe coronavirus well yeah yeah it's weird because i did for like a few days i started to feel better and i thought yep gonna go out for a run i've stopped coughing my chest doesn't hurt anymore because i had it for like a full-on over a week of um feeling quite unwell um so i managed to do a few runs enjoyed the sunshine and then for the past week i've had like a really bad cold hit me not coronavirus because it's very phlegmy so it's definitely it's very wet it's not a dry cough it's wet which i want to say to people when i'm out um, cause you're not supposed to leave the house if you've got a cough, but, but yeah. don't tell the police. Nobody, nobody dob me in. But this is a cold. This is the it's common like cough. cold. It's phlegmy. It's phlegmy. I'm coughing things up. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so it's been weird because I'm assuming whatever I had before obviously weakened my immune system a bit and I just caught something, but you'd think in lockdown you wouldn't catch the common cold. <laughs> yeah. Is it me or is there something just a little bit satisfying about a really phlegmy cough? Oh, you know what? I've been congested for days, and the last few days, I'm managing to get it all out, and it's amazing. When you get a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to, like, I've been drowning in my own phlegm when I've been out just trying not to cough, because ordinarily, you just do it cough. And you know what I've been doing as well? Like, if I've had to cough, I've, like, done it, you know, the safe way, and then I've gone, bless me, and pretended it was a sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, bless me. Is that only when you're indoors, though, to yourself? So I'm just like out walking the dog. I have done some running. Right. You know, being in lockdown has made me want to run more, even though my life hasn't changed that much because I mostly work at home anyway. Yeah. Just the government telling me I can't go out and knowing it's unsafe oh. means that I want to go out, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I did a bit of running, been back off it, but getting back into it tomorrow, I think. Start of a new week. Yeah. <laughs> Get back Building into up your it. immunity. Building up my immunity, building up my mileage, you know, building up herd immunity or whatever bullshit they're talking about. Oh, let's not get into that. Anyway, yeah. So how's your lockdown been? Uh, pre- Do you know what? I kind of feel a little guilty about it. I'm having quite a nice time. I know it's only yeah. been a couple of weeks. I had like some time off where I was supposed to be going to Poland for the half marathon, but I, we took the time off anyway and just stayed home. And uh, yeah, it's only been a couple of weeks, but I don't know, it's quite nice because there's two of us mm. here at least. I, you know, I, I do re- recognise I'm very much in a privileged position where I'm not mm. on my own. I have some outside space. I have enough money to get through. I'm able to cook. I can still go out and run. I can work from home really easily. 
and it's just been quite nice because we've just been mm. doing a lot of things that we may not have done we've taken a bit more time to cook we've done a puzzle we finished a great wall of china puzzle oh, wow. oh that was stressful i tell you what and it's just yeah it's been quite nice i think just the pace of life has been a bit slower and for me that has yeah. been quite nice i've not had to my commute's not bad but i've not had to do that that saves me a bit of money every day i don't have to rush home to then run out to run club and then like see some people afterwards and get home for 10 o'clock or something mm. you know not that my life was particularly hectic but actually it's just slow down a bit i'm sure in a few weeks time i'll start really uh, missing people mm. but at the moment yes yeah, been quite nice and i've saved loads of money and i'm i've actually run further than i ever have run before in a month and i'm losing weight so i was like oh this is all going pretty well for me so far i feel really bad when i hear all these stories about everyone else having a horrible time i you know i completely understand why that's the case for some people but i feel a bit bad about it myself i'm like oh my actually it's an introvert's dream isn't it i do i do get what you mean about things being a lot more calm because although there are i think there are more people out in the day going on their their um, exercise there's a bit of a calmer pace about it and mm. i was i was watching tv the other day just watching um binge watching something on on channel four on the um, on-demand service and then this uh, these adverts come up in the in the breaks that say protect the nhs stay indoors all this and you're like yeah. oh shit i forgot there's, there's a pandemic oh, yeah. happening and it's like these really scary adverts are like stay indoors you gotta protect the nhs i'm like oh yeah that's happening yeah i see so many tweets like people having awful times and you know they're really stressed and their jobs mm. mean they can't work from home yeah. and all this kind of shit and well my sister works in a supermarket and she's had a horrible time mm. it's getting a bit better now at least people have you know come the fuck down it's just it feels difficult to be having a nice time at the moment but i'm sure yeah because not only uh, a lot of people very unwell um and a lot of people are dying but also of course, yeah. all those people that won't have a job to go back to and have been furloughed yeah. and, and all those companies that are going to go down all those jobs it's it, it's that sort of stuff when it reminds you something you think oh shit i'm here having a you know actually feeling quite relaxed because yeah. of it because of the slower pace of life but the pace of life is slower because everything's shutting down well we haven't hit anywhere near the worst of it yet either no Um, no but from a running point of view i ran 229 kilometers in march which is the furthest i've ever run in a month by about 3k but things i still feel shit about it i went for a run yesterday i did about 10 miles and it was just fucking horrible Uh, up to that point Mm. i've generally been quite enjoying it the long runs i've quite enjoyed because i've been going out every day i'd only run still Mm. three or four times a week yesterday's run was fucking horrible it just it was a real plod to the end you know when mm. you just kind of I, don't, I think there were some long hills in that which just finished me off mm. and it was hard work to get home but yeah i'm just pretty tired i tried to do a fast 5k the other day and it was it was fine but not particularly mm. good for me you know way down on where i'd want to be so i basically i might be running a bit further but i've got no speed I don't feel mm. I've got any race condition whatsoever, which is good because I've got no races coming up, so that's fine. So I think mm. taking it a bit more easy in April, just dropping it back a little bit uh, and trying to do some more speed sessions maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a, quite a big jump up in March and I think I just need to chip it out a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm still at that stage in coming back into running where all runs feel pretty good. You know, when you're very, when you first start running, all runs feel pretty shit. But I think when you're coming back after a bit of time off, all runs feel fantastic. You're like, oh, I've got so much energy. Oh, my it's legs nice don't go, hurt. Yeah. Nothing hurts. Da, da, da. But that's because, you know, I'm not running more. I think my longest run has been five miles so far um, over the last few mm. months. So once I start building them, and also I fucking hate running in the summer. I know the weather's nice and like walking around in the summer, chilling in the summer outside, fine. Running in the summer, I'm not one for heat. I always feel completely shit running in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. My run yesterday uh, on Strava, I put it down uh, the title as 4th of April and it's officially too warm to run. I mean, that's it now. Six months now is shit. We've we've had one warm day. I've gone out for one run. It was a bit too warm. It was maybe 12 degrees. And that's it now. I think for the rest of summer, it's going to be shit until October until we can be nice and cold again. Yeah, exactly. I hate. I, I much prefer winter running. Like, give me even rain and wind with it. Because once you're warmed up, you can warm up. But you can't cool down once you've taken off everything you can possibly take off within reason, you know? Uh, well, I should have mentioned as well at this point, I've adopted the genders studio method now. So hopefully <laughs> I'm coming to you nice and clearly. I'm also inside a blanket. So we're both blanketed up. I'm just going to get a little screenshot of that just so we can share that later. Terrific, because we look so good. 
It's a great. Background. I think I'm already looking very hot. And and for those looking at the screenshot with beady eyes, I <laughs> I've shaved all my hair off and dyed it blonde. So <laughs> you're one of those people that within two weeks of staying home yeah. has gone mad and shaved your hair off. I think and it was dyed only a blonde. week. Yeah, I think it was only a week into the lockdown, and I just said to my partner, "Can you just cut my hair off with the kitchen scissors?" So uh, yeah, and and if anyone saw my hair before. Like, I don't really just had it cut. It could have grown out I mean, it a bit wasn't more. Long. Probably... No, no, no. It probably would have been fine for the lockdown. It wasn't exactly a high-maintenance haircut. But I just no. thought, you know, fuck it. When in lockdown, cool your hair off. <laughs> you might as well. Good for you. As long as you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> <Not more>. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so for this episode, it's probably going to be a little shorter than before. It depends how much we've got to talk about ourselves, really, which we quite enjoy doing. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing what everyone does when they run out of ideas. That's right. We've asked for questions. So we've got a nice Q&A episode. So we people actually of asked us questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a nice surprise, actually. It, it fills the time quite nicely, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with a few questions now from our Patreon uh, donors just by the way uh, if you're listening in around april 2020 uh patreon is currently suspended just because we don't really know what we're going to be doing for the next few weeks whether we're going to be able to continue so we've just suspended it for now but if you do want to buy a buff you can still buy a buff get into contact with us somewhere online and i'll get back to you and you can throw money at us um so amy why don't you read the first question this is from simon ross and simon says hi both my question is for Stuart." How did you select Amy to be your co-host? Was there a selection process? In which case, how bad were the other applicants? Before Stuart answers, fuck you, Simon Ross. <laughs> fuck you. Fair Good comment. I'm pretty sure we covered this on our very first episode, but that was a while ago, so we can go over it again. Um, the selection process was literally me sending a message on Facebook to Amy saying, congratulations, you have been selected. Yeah. <laughs> and it to which your choice. response was... For what? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And I was like, right, uh, I've decided I want to do a podcast. Basically, I'm the kind of person, I like to have a project on the go. Um, I've done <laughs> blogs, I've done some kind of writing, I've done, I had a YouTube channel, which is still there, and it's still all right. Um, but I just wanted the next thing and I thought podcasts they're pretty cool at the moment. I want a podcast about running. I'll make it about shit running and how shit it is. But I thought I need to have someone else. I need to have someone, I always need someone to bounce off. I'm not particularly good on my own. I thought I need someone else and I was just going through my friends at a running club I think oh them 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 I think it was actually Holly SBC who suggested you I was like yes yes (laughs) Amy's definitely the one so I just sent you a message saying you have been selected so you weren't really uh, appointed you were just told you were going to do it yeah yeah and I just said yeah of course like obviously if Stuart asks me to do something I have to do it or else I won't be able to go to my run club anymore I don't go anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah what what a terrible imposition that would be for you I know I know but at the time you know (laughs) yeah so pretty much there was no selection process and luckily there were another terrible applicant so it might be good to have a if we had an interview tape we could uh, release that and show how bad everyone else was but unfortunately not the case (laughs) okay Amy next one from Rich Skirm he says which is better you get a PB in a race, or your running nemesis goes for a time and fails. Do people have a running nemesis? I do, yeah. You, do you not have one? You have one person, like one particular Well, it's, particular it's changed over the years, and as their ability changes and my ability changes, it does kind of change. I've got one in mind again now. I guess you're not that competitive. Is it somebody you're friends with? And like, it's like yeah. a friendly, like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I'm... I'm the least competitive person ever because I could not give a shit about what other people are doing. I think if I had a running nemesis, it would be somebody who was quite rude or arrogant. And the fact yeah. that I would beat them in something, being me, and not that great at running, would give me uh, great pleasure. So um, I don't have a running nemesis, so I guess getting a PB in a race. And then I could be somebody else's running nemesis. <laughs> Yeah, I think even though I do like to have a running nemesis, I'd still prefer to do well myself. Because while it is a running nemesis, you know, it, it is a friendly rivalry. I always want them to do better. So, yeah, I absolutely want, I would want to get myself because I'd rather something be about myself because that's better mm. to me. Well, in reply to this to Rich, I did reply to him and say, would you rather have one horse-sized PB or a hundred duck-sized nemesis fails? And he went for the fails because he's a petty, petty man. <laughs> Clark Gilmore says, what are your childhood memories of running and how did they inspire you and or put you off running when you took it up as an adult? Mm, I don't think I 
did really run as a kid. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I think I remember doing a couple of like 800 meters at sports day, but being terrible at it. I think I did that thing that probably most kids do. I just jogged around most of it and then did a massive sprint finish and thought that was amazing. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really much of a childhood runner. I didn't watch running really as a kid. I think my earliest memory of watching athletics was Jonathan Edwards setting his triple jump world record. I remember watching that and always being like amazed and always wanted to do triple jump. But I'm too old for that now. Uh, yeah, but I didn't really run as a kid. I played football um, and I didn't really pay it much attention really till my kind of early 20s, I think. How about you? Did you, were you a runner as a kid? No, I, I refused to do PE. And I mean, quite literally. Oh, you were I didn't one of them. To, yeah. I didn't use to take my kit. And then, <laughs> well, I did it in, um, we had this system where it was like secondary school, then high school. So in secondary school, I did it because, you know, I felt like I had to. But by the time I got to high school, which was years 10, 11 for people in the UK, um, I was like, well, I'm not doing it anymore. So I just didn't take my kit. And they'd be like, the pretty teacher would just say, you going to do PE? I'm like, no, I brought my kit. I'm not doing it. So, uh, and I got uh, one after school detention. And for me, that was worth it. One after school yeah. detention for a whole year of not doing PE. But um, <laughs> I do have a few, two memories. So this is in secondary school when I did do it. Um, one was uh, doing cross country. And I always remember the cross, like, I just have a really clear memory of cross country because it was always bitterly cold. I'm sure this is a lot of people's memory of cross country mm. and just over fields and loads of fields with sheep and stuff in and dodging sheep poo and cow poo. And I just used to walk it. Um, and then also the second memory was uh, we in secondary school when we did PE, we often used to have to run a lap around the field to warm up. Mm. But again, being me, I was just like, oh, why should I run it? I, just, I can't make me run. I'm just going to walk. So I just can't make me run, have... you can't touch me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can't make me run. It's not one of those like... Fucking uh, bullshit difficult... teenagers. <laughs> you know. Thing is, I was like very shy and quiet as a child, but you couldn't make me do something I didn't want to do. So um, I just used to have a walk around the field. Uh, and I remember one day my PE teacher said, um, Amy, can you just for one day just, just run around the field? And I said, I'll do it if you do it. Because she never used to run around the field. <laughs> and I beat her. We ran. and I, I beat. She was my running nemesis and I beat her. So oh, one day go. I did PE. That's one of, the, that's one of my favourite memories of school. <laughs> Made me the runner I am today. The, the one and only time I, I've, I've uh, won a race. <laughs> well, the only okay. race that mattered. <laughs> I do kind of vaguely remember doing cross country. It was kind of usually a couple of laps of the field and then we had some woods right next to it and we'd go around there as well. I seem to remember I quite enjoyed it. It was quite hilly, mm -hmm. the woods next to the field. I was really bad at it. I just kind of plodded around um, as I kind of do now. I think I kind of enjoyed it, but I never took it at all seriously. It was never a thing that you did. It was just a thing that you had to do at school. There was yeah, no yeah. athletics clubs near me. There was no junior running clubs or anything. Well, I don't mm. think. It was just it was just not a thing for me at all. Yeah, I think I preferred cross country, even though I just used to walk most of it. I think I preferred it cause, because our school was in a quite rural area. It was a proper circular route round fields. Um, mm. And it wasn't really, you didn't have to be competitive. Like it wasn't a you know playing netball or something so I, I think i enjoyed it in that sense i could just have a have a walk through the fields you know yeah, <laughs> little nice. stroll so yeah <laughs> a question now from morwenna billum she says she's a new runner and has managed to get arthritis in her big toes at the ripe old age of 22 shit um she's asking for our takes on getting your gait analyzed because she said it was a good idea for her she knows but do you think generally for people it's a good idea amy as a doctor what is your professional opinion <laughs> Don't say that, I'm not a medical doctor. Um, oh yeah, sorry, I forget. I have never had my gait analysed and to be honest, I can't be asked. I think it's one of those things, like a lot of things in my running, if something goes wrong with my feet, then I will get my gait analysed. But until then, rather than it being a preventative thing, which it should be, I won't do it. Um, but I, I guess there's different schools of thought on it. Some people are like, yeah, you need to have everything analysed. You need to make sure you're wearing the right shoes and, and all this, blah, blah, blah. And other people just think, well, you wear whatever shoes are most comfortable. And if they're not causing you any pain when you're running or after running, then it's not really an issue. As we all know from previous podcasts, I don't even try my shoes on before I buy them. I just yeah. buy them. <laughs> if they're comfy enough, I wear them. And I've never had an issue with my feet. Um, I've, had, I've had issues with my, all my injuries are from more from the hips down. Um, rather the imbalances in that sense, rather than anything to do with my feet. Like your your feet are underneath your hips, Amy. <laughs> Sorry, the hips down to the knees. Okay, right. <laughs> the hips down to the knees. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. But also, you gotta be preventative and try and fix something before it's broken. I don't know. 
Good caveating there. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. I don't think it's necessary. I think if you can afford it and it's not yeah. a big outlay for you, yeah, why not? It might be interesting, might but be interesting, yeah. I don't know. I I have no expertise in this whatsoever. But I wouldn't I wouldn't like obsess over it. Like if you're supposed to be, I can't even remember what they're called now. Like I don't know there's like structured shoes, aren't there? And then all these different ones, which again I don't mm. really pay attention to. Um, but if you're being told to wear a certain sort of shoe, but they're really uncomfortable, don't stick with that shoe just because somebody's told you to wear it. You know, if something's uncomfortable mm. and doesn't feel right, I don't know. It doesn't seem right to me. But there you go. Yep. Ian Thompson says, could the sheer number of new runners around at the moment be important of things to come once slash if, oh, bloody hell, if the lockdown ends? Oh, don't say that, Ian. Um, or will we be back to people asking how far marathons are again? Uh, In brackets, I'd buy bullshit nip plasters. Uh, on the nipple plasters, I did have a little look the other day and most of the ones I could find, you have to buy at least 30,000 plasters. So I thought wow. that's probably not worth it. I mean, over your lifetime, you're probably going to... Are you going to go on 30,000 runs? Cause we're gonna... <laughs> I don't know. No. Jesus, no. <laughs> you're doing like three times a day, you might. <laughs> well, I know you're not allowed to anymore, so... No. Unless they're in your if, if we And this lockdown might never end, according to you. So. That's true. Yeah, the, 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 there is a lot of new runners around. I've seen that, especially this weekend, obviously, because the sun's been out. I've seen a lot of new runners, and you can tell, because they're the ones, now it's like 12 degrees and the sun's shining, they're still in hoodies and they're still in leggings, and they must be fucking yeah. baking. I was yeah. just normal shorts and t-shirts the other day, and I hated it. It was too warm. And I saw all these kind of fairly new runners wearing all their layers, because they looked out the window, I thought, well, it looks a little bit grey. They must have been having a terrible time. They don't know the rule. They don't know the 10 degrees rule. 10 degrees warmer exactly. than it actually is. They don't know. They're exactly. noobs. Just shout noob at them when you see them. Noob. Yeah, that's a good Sweaty idea. noob. Really <laughs> From two metres away. <laughs> yeah, so are these people going to carry on running? I would hope so. I would think a lot of the people that have suddenly tried running probably realise it's not as bad as they thought after the first few weeks. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how... Um, park run attendances change and club attendances change but i think this thing i was thinking the other day about this actually while i was thinking the first park run back will be great fun however though i'm absolutely certain they won't rush it back and it'll take their time and do it when it's safe to do so people are still gonna be very wary of each other because i don't think mm. it'll be entirely gone covid19 is not going anywhere for quite a long time mm. But I think they'll bring it back at a safe stage. But I still think people are going to re be really wary of each other and they're still going to be nervous about being in crowds. And it might just take the edge off a little bit, which I think is a bit sad. Um, mm. Same for clubs as well. I think, you know, that our first club run back is going to be brilliant. I know we're all going to really enjoy it, but I think there'll be a few months before we're back into it properly and the new runners start realising, you know, it's okay for them to come along as well. So I, I do hope... We can get back to that at some point, but I'm not kind of putting everything in like it's going to be amazing from day one and we'll be back to normal forever. No, I don't think people are going to feel really comfortable until there's a vaccination, which they say is like a year, 18 months yeah. away. So, but I think with the new runners thing, I mean, this lockdown is an ideal time to do couch to 5k because if we're looking at what yeah. nine to 12 weeks, you know, probably nine weeks at least, two months, you know, that, that you could complete couch to 5k in that time. And by the time you've done that, you're into it. I think the hard, things that stop new runners running is that it's really bloody hard. Running's really mm. hard when you first start. You know, it's, it's difficult. So for a lot of people, they're like, why do I want to do this? Why would I want to do something that's difficult? Where Whereas if you're doing that as your daily exercise or whatever, because you feel like you have to, to go out and get, you know, some fresh air and things like that, then that could be the motivation to get to the stage where it's not so difficult and it's not so shit. <laughs> so, yeah. That's my take on it. Okay, we've got another question here about feet. And uh, we're going to ask you because you're an expert, obviously, again. <laughs> Vicky Robinson says, what are your thoughts on feet and how best to look after them? Is it better to take good care of them and keep them soft? Or is it better to let them get all hard and grim and tough? Which approach is more likely to minimise damage? I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know things like this. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, I brag about it a lot, but my feet don't take too, like just the normal damage. Like I said, I don't get blisters and things like that. Um, but if you look at the feet of like ultra runners and, and people who do this professionally, their feet are like pretty gnarly. I just, hmm. it's probably, it works for them. I, I assume they build up calluses and stuff and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but my thought on this is like, they don't try and fuck up their feet. Their feet just no. get 
like that because yeah. they do so much and because they're exactly. wet for so long. So I don't think I don't think you should try. I don't know. About no, don't try. Don't them try get hard and, and grim. Yeah, don't try and fuck them up. No. Don't try and get all your skin nasty and hard. No. I think you know. I take as good care of them as you would normally. And if yeah. they get a bit harder and a bit more nasty, then fine, as long as it's not a problem. I wouldn't yeah. aim for anything in particular. Just obviously take no. good care of them as you normally would. Yeah, I think. I think what you, what Vicky means is by let them get all hard and grim is like not bother doing anything extra. I don't do anything extra. I'm you know it's just feet. Most what people, people do don't like looking at feet. <laughs> well, you might moisturise your feet, you know, put some nice, really? have a foot people bath or something. Some people do, yeah. Yep. Okay, <laughs> um, she also had some thoughts here on what we were just talking about. She says, forget new runners, it's the new walkers who are bullshit. Uh, she said, marching about in their many layers of clothing and self-righteous expressions. I go out early to avoid people and I've seen a few runners, but the walkers are everywhere doing their exercise. If they are on their own, they're in the middle of the path with their elbows out. If in couples, they are grimly clutching one another's hands. Nothing shall get in the way of them doing their exercise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I might be a bit controversial here, but can I add to that cyclists? And then no cyclists get ragged on, so I'm not saying all cyclists, not all cyclists, but um, where I walk is a shared priority path with cyclists and walkers. That is not a 30 mile an hour zone for cyclists. And to be, like I said, these paths are very busy, but also where I walk is on the way to like a big field where people walk their dogs. So there's lots of dogs, you know, some of them are off the lead, some of them are being walked on like longer leads. And some of the cyclists, you'd think during the fucking tour de cardiff or something the way they come around these corners and there's like blind corners and dogs running around and yeah. kids and people on and kids you know kids on small bikes and you're thinking just slow down and they're always like in in their full gear and often will be on some like really sporty bike and thinking don't cycle here go on the road like if you want to go that fast and get a good yeah. workout there's hardly any cars around either cycle on the road and they'll be like tutting at you if you're in the way but it's like mate this is a shared priority path with pedestrians. There's a place where you can go that isn't shared. It's called the fucking road. I'm sure I've pissed off a load of people there. I don't mean that to all cyclists. I know you guys get ragged on loads. I mean cyclists on shared priority paths that are going way too fucking fast. Well, there are dickheads on bikes. There are dickheads who are runners. And there exactly. are dickheads who are walkers. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's just don't be a dickhead. Yeah, basically. basically. It's not hard, is it? Shawnee Little is says might be a really boring question but what is the first race you and amy are hoping to be able to do when all this is over i have poor call 10k booked in july and it seems like a really long way away yeah july is quite far off and um, for me i think the next one i have that's not been cancelled or postponed is run norwich it's a 10k around the city center which i did a few years ago i'm quite looking forward to doing that one again that's mid-july so that'll probably probably happen i don't know at the moment the last i've heard is things are being cancelled up to about the end of june so whether they yeah. put, whether they leave that one on or not i don't really know how about you have you got anything I, um, booked in <laughs> i do i have two races booked in this year um Ooh. i've got the vogum in june but that's the beginning of june so at the moment it's not cancelled yeah. but i think i'm gonna have to defer a year anyway just because the training's not all been there. Yeah. <laughs> and I know the thing is about the Vogum, you can go and like I did it last year with hardly any training, but my aim this year was to properly run it and actually yeah. try. So I'd rather just defer my entry than, than go through a 40, well, a 12 hour grueling run walk yeah. again. I can't bear to do that. So um, I'm not even sure 1st of June seems quite soon now. Um, so I'm not even sure whether it'll go ahead, but at the moment it is going ahead. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll probably defer that. And then there's that race in September that I can't remember the name of that I am going to do for sure, which is um, oh the Bristol laps. Epic. Yeah, is it eight hours? Yeah, I'm trying to remember now. And it's laps, and is it what three mile? How long are the laps? Again? Uh, so it's about a three mile loop. Yeah, that, are you signed up for that as well? Yes. Yeah, hopefully early. Well, early mid September. Hopefully that will go ahead. Yeah, and and that's kind of a nice one because I don't have to train to a certain level. I'd like to be able to train to do it like an ultra, so to keep moving mm-hmm. for the full eight hours, you know, just keep going and try and get, what, like at least 30 miles in that time, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a bit more. Um, but, um, yeah, I would definitely do that just because I could just go and do one lap, <laughs> just sit down and then relax. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so that's what I'm definitely going to do, and hopefully things will be back to normal in September. I mean... Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, as we said, though, I think people are still going to be a bit nervous about being in crowds, maybe, yeah. after this kind of enforced period. I think people it's going to take people a little while to adapt back to normal life. 
And I wonder whether some races will come back before others. So, like, the ultras that tend to have a smaller field and you tend to be a lot more spaced out, I wonder whether they're going to be back in action before, like, you know, the Mm, poor, poor 10K, for example, where you're very close to other people, you know? Yeah, I think if not run Norwich for me, the next one is mid-August, uh, the Knights of Endurance. I'll be doing a one mile on the track, oh. which I'm, I, I'm I hate even that by name. then. <laughs> the Knights of Endurance. Because every time I think it's an ultra around a track. Every time it I does sound like it's going to be like, that, but it, it's, yeah. it's one mile and 10,000 metres, which is a lot more manageable. Yeah. It's kind of a, an early evening of speed endurance, if anything. At Fee Fee Fong, she says, question for you. That's the idea of this, thanks. She says, I'm shielding, so shouldn't leave my house or garden. I have a track by the side of my house that is 0.1 miles long. I've done one 3K run and got really bored. Any tips other than listening to your excellent podcast to make my runs more enjoyable? No. Uh, <laughs> no i mean you're running up what 0.1 of a mile so that's 150 yards you're gonna get bored i'm sorry Fifi, is this is this including your garden as well you say a track by the side of my house could the garden be part of this run we need more information about this in order to to, to help you because this is this is not a good situation Fifi. perhaps a diagram yeah a diagram and we'll design you a course um <laughs> i think other than our podcast audiobooks like really a really good audiobook or a podcast something you know another podcast that you can really get into um but other than that jesus christ i don't know that sounds like like some bizarre form of torture that's against the geneva convention i think yeah if you've only got 150 meters to work with you're just going to get bored i think you just have to get used to being bored perhaps you should like make being bored your hobby and then you can (laughs) pretend you're having a good time yeah yeah I take my Otherwise, chances no. against the coronavirus no rather than do that. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Amy, stay home. Stay safe. <laughs> Hashtag stay home, stay safe. Take care, everyone. <laughs> At Tiger Burger, brackets official. Greetings from Germany. Just to clarify, sadly, I am neither a tiger nor a burger or anything official. Then why do you have brackets official in your name? Like I get it saying like you like Tiger Burger is just a name, but. Why have you put official? Are other people trying to be Tiger Burger? Are you saying you're the official Tiger Burger? Perhaps it's German humour that's lost on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very subtle German humour, isn't it? Um, my question, how do you include a non-running partner into your runner life? Spend a lot of time out running while still trying to be as much as possible with family. Sometimes it's quite hard to keep everyone happy. Any advice? Uh, that's going to have to be for you because I've got a running <laughs> partner. And if if anything, she's better than me. So she has to put up with me, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, my partner doesn't run. I've taken her out like, like a dog. Take, I've taken her out. Uh, <laughs> I've taken her out for a run. Um, she's gone out for a run twice with me, but it's really not her bag. Anything to do with like physical fitness like that. And she's really competitive. And like I said, I'm not. So... I'm not like I can't be doing with it. I can't be doing with that stress added to things. I've got enough stress. See, with you my don't own want body. her to start running because she'll start beating you and rubbing it in your face. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, she. I go to the gym once a week when it's not in lock. When we're not in lockdown, and she's still stronger than me. So yeah, I don't want her getting into running as well because it's not fair. Um, I kind of like it in a way. Like it's one of those things. There's pros and cons. If you've got a partner that enjoys running, that's great because you're spending time with them doing those things. But me and my partner both work from home a lot so i think if i had to go out running with her as well <laughs> yeah. you know that's my time to sort of be on my own listen to some podcasts listen to some music and as well i think if you're running with someone else a lot not this sounds like you always have to go out with your partner but if you were running with them a lot i think you'd always have to like balance your pace i don't know running is something i do like to do on my own a lot so it's like my time to like relax and things like that so yeah, that's how I fit in. But I take what you mean, like the spending a lot of time out running. My partner sleeps in like later than me, so I'm quite an early morning person, mm. whereas my partner's not. Um, so I get up before she gets up and I go for a run. And I get back and she's still asleep. So it makes no difference to her life whatsoever. So that's the only thing I can recommend, is either with families, like you the first thing in the morning, if you can, if you've got kids that aren't waking up too early or maybe at night when your kids have gone to bed or your partner's like chilling doing something else i guess yeah or just be smart and don't have children yeah yeah that's that's the best thing if you've got them that's sell easier. them yes <laughs> uh, yeah robert scott norton asked a few questions he said why the podcast 
which we kind of answered in the first mm-hmm. question there, just because I like to have a project and my ego demands it. What's your most effective mind hack for getting out there when you'd sooner stay indoors and are runners more boring than golfers? I think the fir- the second one there, most effective mind hack, is I-, I liked one I saw the other day on our club running page. Someone said, as soon as you get up out of bed, presuming you actually get up out of bed, put your running kit on yeah. and then you'll feel like a dickhead if you don't go for a run. I, I, like I do that yeah i i do that i i get out of bed and i've got my kit laid out and before i even go anywhere like go to the bathroom or anything i like put my kit on and then i'm ready uh, yeah i have been known to take my kit back off and go back to bed so it's not <laughs> it's not a foolproof plan um no. but things if you're sitting there in your running gear you think well i might as well now because i'm gonna be if i have to get changed i'm gonna feel like a real prick sometimes i get back into bed in my running gear physically <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that is the easiest way and just try not to think about it like really try not to think about it and I also find I'm quite motivated by like music playlists as in like making my own music playlists and then going out and listening to stuff out so I'll I'll often sometimes sit there and and put together like a Spotify playlist and think oh this sounds really good and I have a playlist I only listen to when I'm running so I can I look forward to listening to that so yeah that's another thing as well as I've said before, uh, the book I read by Alex Hutchinson was really good on the fact that you don't always have motivation before you go for a run. You can't mm. sit there and like, I'm going to sit here and wait until I want to go for a run. A lot of time you just don't want to. You just have to fucking go anyway. Once you're yeah. out, you'll probably be fine. Um, yeah, but you exactly. can't sit around and wait for motivation. You just have to force the issue sometimes. I think a good thing to tell yourself as well, again... I think a lot of these things, it depends on the sort of person you are as well. Like, you can't say one thing or whatever for everyone. But sometimes yeah. I tell myself, just go out. And if it's shit after the first mile, you can go home. Like, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Go out for 10 minutes and go home. And you, I never do. So, yeah. And are runners more boring than golfers? Uh, I don't know any golfers. No. So I can't answer that. No, I guess if you're not a runner, then yeah, we're immensely boring. <laughs> absolutely well i think it's the same any people that are into anything i know some mini golfers i've played some mini golf um with i've played some actual tournaments now it's hilarious and you know all the people that play there are just really lovely they might be a bit dull frankly and i'm sure (laughs) i know a lot of runners that are quite dull as well but i just find the mini golfers actually they're really really nice so uh proper golfers though no idea big golf not sure don't care oh next up I, i i knew it would happen max carnage um, didn't send questions for a little while. Uh, I thought that was a little odd. And then sent 20. So thanks, Matt, for just uh, filling up the schedule there for us. It's a full-on interview. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So it's a whole interview going on here. We'll we'll kind of skip through and we'll answer the ones we want to answer, the ones we've got half-decent answers for. A first one for you here that you've got an answer in for. What are some dream locations for runs for you? It's a really boring answer. Um, I'd like to, I've already been there, so but I haven't been to all of it. I'd like to go back to the Austrian Alps because it's oh, just that's not boring. It's amazing, that's nice. yeah, it, it's just insane. I think it's one of those places. And I'm sure a lot of the other Alps are like that. Um, but it's just, and I went in summer, by the way. I won't go in winter, Jesus Christ. But like in summer, you just think, is this even real? Like. <sighs> Yeah, when you're running, you're just looking around you and there's not another soul about and it's just mountains everywhere. And you think, holy shit, this is just insane. This is like something out of a dream. Like, it's, it's mad. Yeah. I've seen some videos recently of a dog that I follow on Instagram. It's the, a, a white Swiss shepherd dog. And just mm. the walks it goes on, it's normal walk, are just incredible. I can't, as you yeah. said, I can't believe they're real places. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And some of the places you can stay in, like the little... Um, little towns and little villages you can stay in are just beautiful mm. as well and usually you've got trails right on your doorstep so i went and stayed somewhere called i'm probably pronounced this really badly but outback which is um not too far from innsbruck actually probably like mm-hmm. 10 miles or so from innsbruck but it was this lovely little little village probably rather than a, a town and in the summer is the austrian alps are just full of just like german tourists it's quite fairly quiet and mm. A lot of things to do are free. So like the buses and stuff are all free because they're trying to get the tourists in in the summer. So it's just fantastic. I recommend anyone who's into like trail running or just running going to the Austrian Alps. Definitely. Yeah, sounds nice. (laughs) Um, As much as I don't want to go to America, like some of their organized trails do look Mm. amazing. Things like the Appalachian Trail and there's one over on the West Coast as well because they're Mm. kind of really well marked out. There's maps and there's like the those like meeting huts 
and shops and dorms and beds to stay and hostels and things every few miles and things like that i love that idea that it's just like a really well organized uh, really well trod path through this beautiful yeah. countryside i do love that idea and I like the fact people take like six months off work to go and do the appalachian trail just sounds yeah. like an incredible thing to do just carry all your shit on your back and off you go for a few months i love that idea i mean i, mm. I probably i might hate it after a few days i need to find out if uh, if that's going to be doable for me but yeah something like that would be a lovely to me so matt also asks can you think of any new categories of running events or races that you'd like to see after we get back to things after lockdown um maybe new or new or unusual distances or surfaces or terrains running festivals etc um yeah i think that i think before we went to full lockdown there a few races started to adapt to the way they were doing things to make things a little bit different and i kind of liked that because it showed a bit of a you know a little bit of innovation and as we've said before um we always like to see these new innovative events like the one i banged on about last year particularly was darth Mannion in the gower in south wales just a brilliant different kind of half marathon where it's not a race for most of the people and for those it was a race for they only managed to race the last mile or something because the rest of it was paced but there's things like jumping in the sea and wading through this shitty water and that was that was just a lot of fun it was really silly it had a massive party afterwards they raised loads of money for um, the air ambulance so things like that um the running festivals i haven't really got into i haven't really uh, I've seen some advertised around here. I've, it's not quite been my thing, I don't think. But yeah, perhaps I might look at them a bit more in future. I think, you know, this eight-hour loop one is very different for me in September. So I'll be looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything different or new you think you'd like to see, Amy? I don't know. Uh, I'm the same as you in terms of the running festivals. I've never been to one. I keep seeing them advertised. I saw one advertised in Trail Running Magazine that had full-on, like, it was a full-on festival with music and stuff. And yeah. so that, that sort of thing right doesn't. Off. Yeah, I don't want to go for that. If I want a running festival, I want to be able to like get loads of gear, like see loads of gear and try out loads of gear, um, and see like people talk, like runners, famous mm. runners talk about things and things like that. But I don't know about the whole music thing. Um, so no, I don't know. I need to get. I need to start doing normal events before I can think about bizarre yeah, events. <laughs> so I think for me. It will be looking for more of these unusual events, though, because I'm kind of getting... I don't want to go back to doing all the big city 10Ks and half marathons Mm. and stuff, because I just... They're so overcrowded now, particularly in our area. I'm sure they're the same in other cities. I think because, you know, they want to get as much as they can in terms of money out of these things. They just find them too overcrowded, and they're often not a very pleasant experience because of that. So I think I'm going to be looking at more sort of trail events and quieter events, I guess. Actually, it just reminded me, a lot of people have discovered recently, with all these races being cancelled and postponed, a lot of people have all of a sudden discovering this race they've paid £50 for. Tough shit, you've lost your money. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's in the terms and conditions, you should have known about that. But yeah. it's the big races that are taking your money. They're saying you can defer or you get nothing. And mm. I think people are learning it's the big companies that tend to do that. The smaller ones will cancel and give you money back mm-hmm. or they'll try and defer you or they'll change the date or they'll bend over backwards to do it the right thing for the runner. The big companies, not so much. So hopefully people are starting to learn this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Amy, we know there's been a few good stories from you, but do you have a most memorable run? Most memorable in terms of I can't get it out of my head and I wake up at night screaming um, from nightmares about it would be the famous Snowdonia run. Um, uh, classic. The, the, yeah, the, the nice nine miler where I, I won't repeat the story. I can't remember what episode it is, but you can go and, and check out the entire story. Um, still have flashbacks to that. Uh, I think what a memorable one and a favorite one was doing my ultra because mm-hmm. I enjoyed that experience. I was, I, but I yeah. think I was going into it expecting to feel completely shit. Like, from yeah, halfway yeah. yeah 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 but it was only the final i think it was the final four miles four miles that were really unbelievably tough out yeah, same of, for me and my two uh, yeah out of i think it was 43 42 or 43 miles in total in the end but the other you know 39 or 38 or whatever they those were all pretty okay like i was tired but you know <laughs> yeah i find mine are a little bit of a blur actually i don't yeah I remember little snapshots of little bits and pieces, but I don't know, the whole thing, I don't remember that much from them, I don't think. No. 
it's not like I was leaping around like, yeah, this is amazing. I'm having the best time of my life. But it wasn't as shit. I was able to enjoy more than I thought I'd be able to enjoy more. You know, it Mm. wasn't completely shit. (laughs) Yeah. There's a few races for me that kind of stand out. Ones I really enjoyed. Things like my mile PB that was on a track with a pacer. That was really good fun. Um, just because that was again miles are just so hard. Um, the Dubrovnik half marathon where it was twenty eight degrees and just no one expected to run at all well and was just kind of hobby jogging. And for whatever reason, from eight k, I thought I'm going to fucking go for this and like smashed the last fourteen k of it for no good reason. But really enjoyed it. Um, also, kind of leads us into the next question, uh, which is, what was your favourite run? And I think um, the thing with all these questions, whenever anyone asks me, what's your favourite this or that, I'm so bad at answering them because I can't mm. pick. I'm not very good at these extreme questions. What's your best or what's the worst? I think mm. the ones that really stand out for me are all the ones uh, around Pembrokeshire, uh, mm. all doing those coast path. They're just so beautiful and they've been such good fun, taking up mm. like a whole day, eating a load of food on the way and uh, just looking at some beautiful landscape they're the ones that stand out most for me what about you well i i've also run run along the um pembrokeshire coast path and mm. it is beautiful like it's amazing there's some really gnarly bits of it as well but it's amazing oh, yeah. um i think a lot of mine have been when i've been abroad either on holiday or for work because i always like to go for a run because it's a good chance to see the place but i've been lucky mm. enough through work to go to some nice places um and a couple of years ago i went to lugano in switzerland and there was this fantastic run just along the coast there but you could run all the way to the italian border you couldn't go into mm. it it's really sad because you couldn't go into italy because switzerland isn't part of the eu so you couldn't just mm-hmm. go in but it was amazing to see on my on my map that i'd run to the you know run to italy basically and it was a fantastic route as well and there was about i think it was about a thousand foot of elevation at one point just up these steps that were carved into the side of this cliff but yeah that was fantastic and it was that sort of cool thing of running to a different country as well (laughs) Uh, next questions they kind of run into each other a little bit as well he's asking uh, favorite foods before a run and favorite foods for refueling I don't eat before a run usually if it's a normal run. Oh, if I'm weird. even if I'm doing like a long run, I might take nutrition with me, but I don't eat before a run. Um, if I'm eating before a race, usually like toast with jam or peanut butter on something like that, you know. Uh, and then for refueling afterwards, just anything. I don't really think about it. If I'm good, I have like a proper smoothie with like protein stuff in it and, and things like that. Um, that's if I'm being good, but usually it's just anything. Yeah, I don't really plan out what I'm eating before. I'll pretty much eat a normal breakfast and eat the normal stuff mm. the day before. I'm not really that into it, to be honest. Uh, mm. As you said, yeah, for afterwards, anything I can get my hands on. I do try and, after the long runs, have so I've got a big kind of thing of protein now, so I'll try and have that because that might make a difference. I don't really know. Mm. But the one that I really enjoy after a run is like a big bag of vegetable crisps and a pot of hummus, and I'll just smash that. That's a good That's thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Tell you what, this blanket on my head's starting to get really warm now. It is hot. And I can smell dog... I think the dog shit somewhere as well, because there's, there's dog shit wafting underneath the blanket. <laughs> no, you're under a blanket. You don't need to deal with that. It's fine. No, exactly. It shouldn't be me. I'm at work. I'm in the studio. You are, yeah. Um, again, from Matt. What innovation slash technological improvements would you like to see in running, either for athletes or for hobbyists? The one I really want, and it, I thought it might happen a few years ago, and it's just tailed off now, is Google Glass but where you can upload your route to it so you can see where you're going as you're running. So you put the glasses on and it shows you your route like on Google Maps of where mm. you need to run. And mm-hmm. also you could use that for like pacing. It could show you a line, kind of Kipchoge style for 159, exactly where you need to be running to achieve your kind of outcome, your pace. I think those mm. things, that I think they will happen. They kind of will must, it must be the case that they will happen eventually. And I really look forward to that because I think that'd be great. Hmm. I don't really I, I think the one actually I do have something like a really good GoPro that's very small very small and very um like the stable the stabilizing technology is mm-hmm. on point because and also because we have a pretty good GoPro that I've used like one of the latest ones and the stabilization is pretty good but the memory it'll only last like an hour and a half or something mm-hmm. before the battery goes yeah. so something that will last for hours you know you could record a whole ultra with it and I think that would be really cool because some of the places that I've run, I would have loved to like film it, not even to show people, just for myself and to take screenshots for images. So, yeah, some of the, like the technology in terms of 
um, cameras and video recording. Yeah, definitely. Mm, that'd be nice. Uh, Amy, do you have any aspirations for the podcast in the future? Have you ever Obviously. thought further than one episode ahead? Yeah, yeah, of course. This is all I dream about uh, when I'm not having nightmares about Snowdonia. Uh, a world tour, obviously. I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast. The world tour with my backing band ready for Amy's greatest hits, Bullshit Running News Edition. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I would actually like to do a live show at some point. I think we could do that. I think we've got enough people to do it. Locally, we've got an audience. I just need an opportunity to do it. Uh, That would be really nice. I think that would be fun. So thank you, everyone, for sending in those questions. Wow, that's run on a lot longer than I thought it would do. Uh, there we yeah. go. That's, that's filled the time very nicely. It's given everyone something to do for a little time. We that's can good. open Patreon again. <laughs> Get that well. money. <laughs> I was making it rain for those who can't see. Sorry. Oh, oh that's what that was. Okay, right. Cool. <laughs> Amy, we've got a little bit of time, so you know what to do. Hold on. I need to adjust the studio in order to capture okay. it properly. There we go. <clears throat> It's bullshit, it's bullshit, it's bullshit, it's bullshit. It's running news, but it's bullshit as well. It's running news. Lockdown edition. Lockdown remix. <laughs> I got into that. Brief Put a lot of effort into that. Well done. I know. <laughs> you must be exhausted now. Oh, it's so hot in this in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's heat stroke more than anything that's uh, giving you the creativity. <laughs> Um, story here that a few people have seen a few people have flagged up to us and we've kind of talked about it a little bit uh, pedestrians in Bristol have created a running lane to ensure runners follow social distancing rules so some people have drawn like a chalk line down in the road to say runners must run here to avoid breathing anywhere near the pedestrians and so my comeback was like well why don't the walkers walk in the road rather than the runners I just think there needs to be on the pavement not necessarily on the road there needs to be left and right. Just stick to it like in a car and we'll all be okay. Because, yeah. you know, people are just all over the place. Like, it doesn't matter whether you're a runner or a walker. I have seen, like, a lot of people moaning about runners and terrified that we're we're spreading the virus further by breathing everywhere. And I know, I understand where it's coming from because I understand there's yeah. research now saying that it's not just through coughing, it can be through the breath, but you do have to be close. You do have to be in the two-metre vicinity. So if we're following the social distancing rules i don't see what the issue is i don't see why people are more scared of runners than people out walking or whatever you know yeah i i've you know kind of in the early kind of time i did get a few comments from people if i like if i brushed a few inches within their two meter zone i did get a few pissy comments and i you know i do understand why but i just think at the pace i was running and the fact they were walking it was like a quarter of a second i was slightly inside their zone i mean i don't think it's worth having a go at someone for that and it's just that thing of yeah all runners have to run in the road and like well why perhaps it's mm. more convenient for walkers and also if you're running you're more likely to trip and fall and if you're in the road that's more dangerous i think mm. it's kind of this thing between walkers and runners is the same similar between drivers and cyclists drivers will yeah. blame cyclists for everything walkers will blame runners for everything it's always the runner's fault the runner always has to get out of the way i just think people need to calm down as we said there's dickheads across all things don't be the dickhead I always think if you're the slower person in whatever situation, it's better for you to move out of the way because it's easier. So if you're, if I'm walking and somebody's running towards me, I tend to step aside and let them pass because mm. it's a bit harder if you've got to like stop and, and run. But at the, at the same time, if you're a runner and people aren't getting out of the way, just don't be a dick about it. Just It doesn't matter if you lose a few seconds off your run or yeah. whatever, you know, but yeah. Let's all stop being dickheads to each other. <laughs> Why can't we just get along? I know. Why can't we be friends? Copyright. Stop that. <laughs> That's going to get us taken down, that, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby's always listening. Um, oh, God. This is another busybody <laughs> type headline. Curtain twitches. Oh, God. Police receive surge of two runs a day calls. Uh, I had a look at this article and it was in Northamptonshire, wasn't it? That people have been yeah. calling saying that they think their neighbour's going on two runs a day. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. And again, this was like this was like straight away. After the announcement that said, please only exercise once a day, people were straight on it. Yeah. And actually, yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point, I think when this article came out, it wasn't even legislation. 
And yeah. actually, because I, I put this on Twitter and I said, um, I think we should nationalize the Strava Wankers Twitter account mm. to uh, make sure, you know, to lead us through this crisis and get the people. But actually, I had someone then copied in the legislation from England. There's no limit on the amount of times you can exercise. It says yeah. you can leave your house to exercise. It doesn't say once a day. In Wales, the legislation does say once a day. Not sure about Scotland and Northern Ireland. Mm. So technically that's not actually the case you only have to run once a day in england but calling the police about it chill out people are just being complete just just if everyone just focuses on themselves and making sure they're doing the right thing we'd be a lot better off you know yeah you shouldn't be going out for two runs a day you should just be going out once but let's just stop twitching at curtains and just keep your own garden order yeah i don't think people should go out for two runs a day anyway it's weird yeah exactly chill out man. even outside of this just yeah sit down for a bit uh, we're going to finish on some good news we found something nice uh, which has kind of Yay. been snuck out here the um athletics pride network has been set up uk athletics has uk athletics have launched a new lgbt plus inclusion initiative which is very nice it's kind of like a, a staff network but for all people involved with athletics from athletes to coaches and anyone else kind of involved uh, the objectives are to improve access to athletics for lgbt plus people be a support network for lgbt plus people and lgbt plus lgbt plus allies you have to say that a lot and challenge homophobia biphobia and transphobia in athletics which is a brilliant thing to do and i don't think many other sports have this mm. um so it's great that uk athletics have led on this um this initiative and hopefully this will improve things for lgbt plus people in athletics yeah because it's a big issue i think um because homophobia is rife in sport as most people who take sport mm-hmm. in part in sport know i mean luckily in running i don't think it's as bad as some other some other sports it tends to be a bit more accepting um but i think a lot of people don't tend to think of transphobia as well as much and you know just simple things like people feeling safe to get changed in the the, the um the changing room that they feel most mm. comfortable that, that they feel matches their gender identity think just little things like that um and i know that you usually get the usual brigade of we shouldn't be doing this because it's segregation it should be just normal people from straight people mm. and gay people you know lgbt people who say this but then that this network isn't for you then you know it's for people who who value that that idea of being in a safe space you know yeah and that's not, you know, safe spaces are sort of seen as a negative thing at the moment and PC and all that. But for some of these people, they may not have any other safe space. They may have, you know, they may suffer from homophobia at home if they're still, if they're living with people who are homophobic or transphobic. They may then go to work and be having to hear it all day from people. And then just being able to go out to a club or whatever and have that safe space where there is this sort of network can really make a difference to someone's life. So... Yeah, I think it's I think it's a really good thing, and just to recognise that gay people and trans people um, do exist in sport. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that was nice to find a little bit of good news. Um, all of the other news is just a rehashing of all the old stories about the health benefits to your brain of running, how it's good for your knees, how it's good for your energy levels, how it's good for your immune system, and on and on and on. They're just getting all of these old stories just back out again because there's literally nothing else to talk about. There is, however, a running headline of the week from Good Old Runners World. How worried do you need to be about getting coronavirus from your running shoes? As it turns out, you'll be amazed to hear this. It's not very worried. No. No, I guess not unless, you know, you're wiping it on someone's face while they cough and then you lick them. I mean, yeah, in as far as running shoes have surfaces and so does everything else and you could get it on your shoe and then if you lick your shoe, you could get it. But that's the same on like pavements or cars or shopping trolleys. If you're going to touch them and then touch your face or lick them. Has anyone asked this question? Did anyone say, oh, can you catch it through your feet? No one's wondering Uh, that. I could kind of get the earphone thing because you're going near your face. So when they say, oh, can you get coronavirus from earphones? I can kind of get it because you're going near your face. You may be touching your face at the same time. But shoes, come on now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, That's almost it for us. Amy, have you got literally anything planned in the next two weeks? Uh, I'm going to run, hopefully. I'm hoping we don't go into like, you know, in the UK, we don't know what's going to happen over the next few weeks. We could have an even stricter lockdown if uh, could do. things are so supposed to... Might as well to, take advantage it, of it now. 
Yeah, exactly. We don't know because I know in other countries like France and Ireland, they've got a two kilometer limit for how mm. far they're allowed to go away from their homes. So at the moment, the plan is to run and to enjoy running. I'm on. I'm off work for two weeks as well. So um, yeah, try and get back into it. But like with everyone else, we do not know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the problem in the UK, if they put a two kilometer limit on it, is that non-runners have literally no idea how far two kilometers is that yeah. just wouldn't work and if you're in a built-up area they're like not that i'm suggesting anyone does this they're like are you two kilometers from your house so yeah live over there <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> um yeah i got got nothing really um that's it because as you say we just don't know so no. there it is so thank you everyone if you've enjoyed this bullshit you can visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and all the links we've talked about from this episode and the whole back catalogue mostly i think i've done most of it now it's really boring so i hope you appreciate it and there's also links there to our patreon our merch store and our social medias we will probably speak to you in a couple of weeks bye hashtag stay home hashtag stay hashtag safe stay safe hashtag protect the nhs hashtag <laughs> Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Bye. It's Flemmy. It's Flemmy.